Don't worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us to begin with in the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter 4, beginning at verse 1. Therefore, my beloved and longed-for brethren, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, beloved. I implore you, Odia, and I implore Syntyche, to be of the same mind in the Lord. And I urge you also, true companion, help these women who labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Nevertheless, you have done well that you shared in my distress. Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving but you only. For even in Thessalonica you sent aid once and again for my necessities. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, but especially those who are of Caesar's household. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Verses 1 through 23, all of Philippians chapter 4. Father, we thank you once again for the gift, the wonderful and the blessed gift of your word. Thank you for the opportunity we have of being able to spend time with you one-on-one as we simply open your word and spend time with you as you speak words of wisdom, life, grace, power, and blessing into our lives. Father, more and more, help us to fall more in love with you and with your word and empower us to recognize the great blessing, the great gift that is ours every time we open your word and spend time with you in the precious and powerful word of God. Help us to become much more diligent hearers and doers of your word. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Again, I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. Our producer is Isaac Jackson, and we certainly do appreciate your, on, on an ongoing basis, 
you're taking the time to pray for the, the ministry of the American Family Association and American Family Radio. Again, please pray daily for us. We very much need your prayers. As we begin, we're wanting today to, before we go to reading through the Word of God, I'd like to share an article or two. This first article is entitled, What If God Wrote a Book? What if God wrote a book? What would he say? Would he tell us about himself? Would he want to share, what would he want to share with the world? What would he say about life? Would he explain all the greatest mysteries of life and of the universe? Would he try to answer all of our questions? Would he try to answer any of our questions? If God wrote a book, would you read it? Would you make it a top priority to find out what the creator of the universe had to say? Would you decide that the creator of all men and women on earth must have something important to communicate to his creation? Or would you say, I have no interest in what he has to say? I like this or that author and his or her writing, but I'm not into religion. Well, God did write a book. We call it the Bible, and we we call it the written word of God. The Bible is a top-selling book. It is, in fact, the best-selling book in the world. It is, in fact, the best-selling book of all time. According to Guinness World Records, as of 1995, the Bible is the best-selling nonfiction book of all time with an estimated 5 billion copies sold and distributed. That's quite an impressive record. Well, keep in mind, there would be those who might question the accuracy or the inerrancy of the Bible who might wonder why the Guinness World Book of Records would put it in the non- nonfiction category. We'd, we'd encourage you to check out a powerful tool called The God Who Speaks. Go to thegodwhospeaks.org when you finish reading this article. and Take time to draw on the wisdom found in this wonderful learning tool. Again, thegodwhospeaks.org. God used around 40 or so human secretaries to write the Bible, but it's actually one story. It's the story of God who created the universe and how mankind, part of his creation, fell into sin. And it's the story of how God provided redemption through the death, burial, and resurrection of His Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So of all the good books in the world, none outsell God's book, the Bible. And of all the good books you can read, wouldn't it be wise to read the one written by the one who made you? Wouldn't reading the the book written by the creator of the universe be much more productive than simply reading books written by His creatures? For best results, follow the instructions of the manufacturer. Let's be wise enough to listen to the wisdom of the one who made us. He has the words of eternal life. Everyday believers have the opportunity to do all these things with God's word, to read it, hear it, believe it, speak it, obey it, pray it, and meditate on it. Isaiah 26.3 says, You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. Again, Isaiah 26, 3. Reading three chapters in the Bible daily will bless your life a lot. How is that true? The steps you take and the decisions you make in life can have more certainty, just like Psalm 119, verse 105 says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Here are 11 excellent reasons, uh, excuse me, here are 11 excellent ways God's word will light your path in life as you develop the habit of reading the Word of God every single day. 
Number one, it tells you genuinely how to be saved and how to grow up in your faith. See John 3.16 and Psalm 119 verse 105. Number two, it gives you, reading God's word is important because it gives you clear guidance and direction for much of your life. See Psalm 119 verse 105. A third reason to read the word daily. Number three, it empowers your prayer life. See Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 through 7. Number four, it sharpens your ability to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit more and more clearly in your life. See 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 5. Number five, Reading God's Word is important daily because it ministers to your mind, body, and spirit. See Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 through 22. A sixth reason to read the Word daily, it helps you maintain your mental health, according to to Dr. Paul Meyer. See Proverbs chapter 4. A seventh reason to read the Word daily, it increases God's anointing on every area of your life. See 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 5. Number eight, it increases your wisdom in every area of life. See Proverbs chapters 1 through 4. A ninth reason to to read the word daily, it enhances your intellect and your personality. It can literally increase your IQ. A tenth reason to read God's word, word daily, it pours grace, joy, and peace into your spirit, your mind, and your whole life. See 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 2. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 2 and 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 2 and Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. And number 11, by direct statement or in principle, God's word gives you guidance and or direction about every issue or topic in life. See Psalm 119 verse 105. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 16 through 17 says it so clearly as it states, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And for time reasons, we will end our reading right there. Well, no, let's go ahead and take the time to go ahead and do this as well. We do it at the end of the broadcast, but I want to give you the opportunity now. If you're listening and you've never invited Jesus Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior, today is a wonderful day to be saved. If you'd like to make that eternally important step, would you simply... From your heart, pray this prayer with me even now. Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I recognize that I've sinned and done wrong in many ways. Lord, I repent from all the wrong things I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. I do believe that you died on the cross to pay for my sins. And I do believe that three days later you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Thank you, Lord, for loving me enough to die on the cross for me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. Make me the person you want me to be. You said in your word, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me, fill me with your spirit, help me to follow you all my life. In Jesus' name we do pray, amen. Well, for time reasons, we'll end the reading of this article at this point. But if you'd like to get a copy, simply email us. The the title of this article is, What If God Wrote a Book? And simply email me at joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. If you'd like to get a copy, of this article entitled, What If God Wrote a Book? And uh, one additional article 
daily praying for your spouse. And I'm just going to pray the first portion, the husband's prayer for his wife. And remember the following portion, of course, is the wife's prayer for her husband. Husbands, the following prayer is a very fruitful prayer to pray daily for your wife every day. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for the gift my wife is to me, to our family, and to the church and the kingdom of God. Lord, bless my wife today indeed. Expand her territory. Cause your hand to be mightily upon her. Keep her from evil that she may not cause pain in Jesus' name. Help me this day to be the full blessing to her that you want me to be in Jesus' name. Fill her today with your joy, peace, grace, and encouragement. Help her to walk in your love, joy, and peace herself in Jesus' name. Help her to spend the time in your word and in prayer that you would have her to, you would like for her to spend today in Jesus' name. Help her this day, Lord, to put you first. Help her to make no graven images. Help her to not take your name in vain. Help her to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Help her to honor her father and her mother. Help her to value life. Help her to not steal. Help her to not commit adultery. Help her to tell the truth. Help her to not covet. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. And Father, empower her this day to fulfill all the call of God upon her life in the name of Jesus. Help her to live today as the living sacrifice you wanted to be for you and your will in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for hearing my prayer, and thank you for the gift my wife is to me and to the world. Dear Lord, bless her and keep her. Make your face to shine brightly upon her and be gracious to her. Dear Lord, lift up your countenance upon her and give her your peace. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. And of course, the, the prayer immediately following it is, of course, the prayer that the wife can pray for her husband. If you'd like to get a copy of this article called Praying Daily for Your Spouse that has both prayers in it, simply email us again the title of this article, Praying Daily for Your Spouse, by email, joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'll be back in just a few moments for Reading Through the Word. We'll be right back. Our Father, which art in heaven, yeah, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us. Yeah. 
Music from the Walls Group with The Prayer. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We continue now reading through the Word of God as we pick up in the book of Judges, Judges chapter 8, beginning at verse 13. Then Gideon, the son of Joash, returned from battle from the ascent of Heres, and he caught a young man of the men of Sukkoth and interrogated him. And he wrote down for him the leaders of Sukkoth and its elders, 77 men. Then he came to the men of Sukkoth and said, Here are Ziba and Zalmunna, about whom you ridiculed me, saying, Are the hands of Ziba and Zalmunna now in your hand, that we should give bread to your weary men? And he took the elders of the city and thorns of the wilderness and briars, and with them he taught the men of Sukkoth. Then he tore down the tower of Penuel and killed the men of the city. And he said to Ziba and Zalmunna, What kind of men were they whom you killed at Tabor? So they answered, As you are, so were they. Each one resembled the son of a king. Then he said, They were my brothers, the sons of my mother. As the Lord lives, if you had let them live, I would not kill you. And he said to Jether, his firstborn, Rise, kill them. But the youth would not draw his sword, for he was afraid, because he was still a youth. So Ziba and Zalmunna said, Rise yourself and kill us, for as a man is, so is his strength. So Gideon arose and killed Ziba and Zalmunna, and took the crescent ornaments that were on their, that were on their camels' necks. Then the men of Israel said to Gideon, Rule over us, both you and your son, and your grandson also, for you have delivered us from the hand of Midian. But Gideon said to them, I will not rule over you, nor shall my son rule over you. The Lord shall rule over you. Then Gideon said to them, I would like to make a request of you, that each of you would give me the earrings from his plunder, for they had golden earrings because they were Ishmaelites. So they answered, We will gladly give them. And they spread out a garment, and each man threw into it the earrings from his plunder. Now the weight of the gold earrings that he requested was 1,700 shekels of gold besides the crescent ornaments, pendants, and purple robes which were on the kings of Midian, and besides the chains that were around their camels' necks. Then Gideon made it into an ephod and set it up on then Gideon made it into an ephod and set it up in his city, Ophrah. And all Israel played the harlot with it there. It became a snare to Gideon and to his house. Thus Midian was subdued before the children of Israel so that they lifted their heads no more. And the country was quiet for forty years in the days of Gideon. Then Jeroboam, the son of Joash, went and dwelt in his own house. Gideon had seventy sons who were his own offspring. Gideon had seventy sons who were his own offspring, for he had many wives. And his concubine who was in Shechem, also bore him a son, whose name he called Abimelech. 
Now Gideon, the son of Joash, died at a good old age and was buried in the tomb of Joash, his father, in Ophrah of the Abiezrites. So it was, as soon as Gideon was dead, that the children of Israel again played the harlot with the Baals and made Baal Berith their god. Thus the children of Israel did not remember the Lord their God, who had delivered them from the hands of all their enemies on every side. Nor did they show kindness to the house of Jeroboam, Gideon, in accordance with the good he had done for Israel. Judges chapter 9 Then Abimelech the son of Jeroboam went to Shechem to his mother's brothers and spoke with them and with all the family of the house of his mother's father, saying, Please speak in the hearing of all the men of Shechem, which is better for you, that all seventy of the sons of Jeroboam reign over you, or that one reign over you. Remember that I am your own flesh and bone. As his mother's brothers spoke all these, all these words concerning him in the hearing of all the men of Shechem, and their heart was inclined to follow Abimelech, for they said, He is our brother. So they gave him seventy shekels of silver from the temple of Baal Bereth, with which, with which Abimelech hired worthless and reckless men, and they followed him. Then he went to his father's house at Ophrah and killed his brothers, the seventy sons of Jeroboam, on one stone, but Jotham, the youngest son of Jeroboam, was left because he hid himself. And all the men of Shechem gathering together, all of Beth Milo, and they went and made Abimelech king beside the terebinth tree at the pillar, what, at the pillar that was in Shechem. Now when they told Jotham, he went and stood on top of Mount Gerizim and lifted his voice and cried out. And he said to them, Listen to me, you men of Shechem, that God may listen to you. The trees once went forth to anoint a king over them. And they said to the olive tree, Reign over us. But the olive tree said to them, Should I cease giving my oil, with which they honor God and men, and go to sway over trees? Then the trees said to the fig tree, you come and reign over us. But the fig tree said to them, Should I cease my sweetness and my good fruit and go to sway over trees? Then the trees said to the vine, You come and reign over us. But the vine said to them, Should I cease my new wine, which cheers both God and men, and go to sway over trees? Then all the trees said to the bramble, you come and reign over us. And the bramble said to the trees, If in truth you anoint me as king over you, then come and take shelter in my shade. But if not, let fire come out of the bramble and devour the cedars of Lebanon. Now therefore, if you have acted in truth and sincerity in making Abimelech king, and if you have dealt with Jeroboam and his house, and have done to him as he deserves. For my father fought for you, risked his life, and delivered you out of the hand of Midian. But you have risen up against my father's house this day, and killed his seventy sons on one stone, 
and made Abimelech, the son of his female servant, king over the men of Shechem, because he is your brother. If then you have acted in truth and sincerity with Jeroboam and with his house this day, then rejoice in Abimelech and let him also rejoice in you. But if not, let fire come down from Abimelech and devour the men of Shechem and Beth Milo. And let fire come and let fire come from the men of Shechem and from Beth Milo and devour Abimelech. And Jotham ran away and fled, and he went to Beer, and he went to Beer, and dwelt there for fear of Abimelech his brother. After Abimelech had reigned over Israel three years, God sent a spirit of ill will between Abimelech and the men of Shechem, and the men of Shechem dealt treacherously with Abimelech, that the crime done to the seventy sons of Jeroboam might be settled, and their blood be laid on Abimelech, their brother who killed them, and on the men of Shechem, who aided him in the killing of his brothers. And the men of Shechem set men in ambush against him on the tops of the mountains, and they robbed all who passed by them along that way. And it was told Abimelech. Now Gaal, the son of Ebed, came with his brothers and went over to Shechem. And the men of Shechem put their confidence in him. So they went out into the fields and gathered grapes from their vineyards and trod them and made merry. And they went into the house of their God and ate and drank and cursed Abimelech. Then Gaal, the son of Ebed, said, Who is Abimelech, and who is Shechem, that we should serve him? Is he not the son of Jeroboam, and is not Zebul his officer? Serve the men of Hamor, the father of Shechem, but why should we serve him? If only this people were under my authority, then I would remove Abimelech. So he said to Abimelech, Increase your army and come out. When Zebul, the ruler of the city, heard the words of Gaal, the son of Ebed, his anger was aroused, and he sent messengers to Abimelech, secretly saying, Take note, Gaal, the son of Ebed, and his brothers have come to Shechem, and here they are fortify the, fortifying the city against you. Now therefore, get up by night, you and the people who are with you, and lie in wait in the field. And it shall be as soon as the sun is up in the morning, that you shall rise early and rush upon the city. And when he and the people who are with him come out against you, you may, you may then do to them as you find opportunity. So Abimelech and all the people who were with him rose by night and lay in wait against Shechem in four companies. When Gaal the son of Ebed went out and stood in the entrance of the city gate, Abimelech and the people who were with him rose from lying in wait. And when Gaal saw the people, he said to Zebul, Look, people are coming down from the tops of the mountains. But Zebul said to him, You see the shadows of the mountains as if they were men. So Gaal spoke again and said, See, people are coming down from the center of the land, and another company is coming from the diviners' 
terebinth tree. Then Zebul said to him, Where indeed is your mouth now? With which you said, Who is Abimelech, that we should serve him? Are not these the people whom you despised? Go out, if you will, and fight with them now. So Gaal went out, leading the men of Shechem, and fought with Abimelech. And Abimelech chased him, and he fled from him, and many fell wounded to the very entrance of the gate. Then Abimelech dwelt at Arumah, and Zebul drove out Gaal and his brothers, so that they would not dwell in Shechem. And it came about on the next day that the people went out into the field, and they told Abimelech. So he took his people, divided them into three companies, and lay in wait in the field. And he looked, and there were the people coming out of the city. And he rose against them and attacked them. Then Abimelech and the company that was with him rushed forward and stood at the entrance of the gate of the city. And the other two companies rushed upon all who were in the fields and killed them. So Abimelech fought against the city all that day. He took the city and killed the people who were in it. And he demolished the, and he demolished the city and sowed it with salt. Now when all the men of the tower of Shechem had heard, had heard that, they entered the stronghold of the temple of the god Berith. And it was told Abimelech that all the men of the tower of Shechem were gathered together. Then Abimelech went up to Mount, to Mount Zalman, he and all the people who were with him. And Abimelech took an axe in his hand and cut down a bough from the trees and took it and laid it on his shoulder. Then he said to the people who were with him, What you have seen me do, make haste and do it as I and do as I have done. Excuse me, what you have seen me do, make haste and do as I have done. So each of the people likewise cut down his own bow and followed Abimelech, put them again, put them against the stronghold, and set the stronghold on fire above them so that all the people of the tower of Shechem died, about a thousand men and women. Then Abimelech went to, the went to Thebes, and he encamped against Thebes and took it. But there was a strong tower in the city, and all the men and women, all the people of the city, fled there and shut themselves in. Then they went up to the top of the tower. So Abimelech came as far as the tower and fought against it, and he drew near the door of the tower to burn it with fire. Verses 1 through 53, excuse me, verses 1 to 52, Judges chapter 9. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we've been reading through the Word of God. We'll be right back. Come on. Shut down for glory. Many things. 
Come on, Houston, you can say it one time with us. Send down from glory. Many things. Come on, somebody say it. Awesome ruler, awesome gentle redeemer. The music of Fred Hammond with You Are the Living Word. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Pick up reading now in the New Testament, the book of Acts, Acts chapter 13, beginning at verse 25. And as John was finishing his course, he said, Who do you think I am? I am not he, but behold, there comes one after me, the sandals of whose feet I'm not worthy to loose. Men and brethren, sons of the family of Abraham, and those among you who fear God, to you the word of this salvation has been sent. For those who dwell in Jerusalem and their rulers, because they did not know him, nor even the voices of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath, have fulfilled them in condemning him. And though they found no cause for death in him, they asked Pilate that he should be put to death. Now when they had fulfilled all that was written concerning him, they took him down from the tree, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a tomb. But God, but God raised him from the dead. He was seen for many days by those who came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are his witnesses to the people. And we declare to you glad tidings, that promise which was made to the fathers. God has fulfilled this for us, their children, in that he has raised up Jesus, as it is also written in the second psalm, You are my son, today I have begotten you, and that he raised him from the dead, no more to return to corruption, he has spoken thus. I will give you the sure mercies of David. Therefore, he also says in another psalm, You will not allow your Holy One to see corruption. For David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell asleep, was buried with his fathers, and saw corruption. But he whom God raised up saw no corruption. Therefore, let it be known to you, brethren, that through this man is preached to you the forgiveness of sins. And by him everyone who believes is justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. Beware, therefore, lest what has been spoken in the prophets come upon you. Behold, you despisers, marvel and perish, for I work a work in your days, a work which you will by no means believe, though one were to declare it to you. So when the Jews went out of the synagogue, the Gentiles begged that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Now when the congregation had broken up, many of the Jews and devout proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. On the next Sabbath, Almost the whole city came together to hear the word of God. But when the Jews saw the multitudes, but when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy 
and contradicted and bless and contradicting and blaspheming, they opposed the things spoken by Paul. Then Paul and Barnabas grew bold and said, It was necessary that the word of God should be spoken to you first, but since you reject it and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, behold, we turn to the Gentiles. For so the Lord has commanded us. I have set you as a light to the Gentiles, that you should be for salvation to the ends of the earth. Now when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord, and as many as had been appointed to eternal life believed. And the word of the Lord was being spread throughout all the region. But the Jews stirred up the devout and prominent women, and the chief men of the city raised up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their region. But they shook off the dust from their feet against them and came to Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 14. Now it happened in Iconium that they Excuse me. Now it happened in Iconium that they went together to the synagogue of the Jews and so spoke that a great multitude both of the Jews and of the Greeks believed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brethren. Therefore they stayed there a long time, speaking boldly in the Lord, who were bearing witness to the word of his grace granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. But the multitude of the city was divided, part-sided with the Jews and part with the apostles. And when a violent attempt was made by both the Gentiles and Jews with their rulers to abuse and stone them, they became aware of it and fled to Lystra and Derbe, cities of Lycaonia and to the surrounding region. And they were preaching the gospel there. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking, Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand up straight on your feet. And he leaped and walked. Now when the people saw what Paul had done, they raised their voices saying in the Lycaonian language, the gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. And Barnabas they called Zeus and Paul Hermes because he was the chief speaker. Then the priest of Zeus, whose temple was in front of their city, brought oxen and garlands to the gates intending to sacrifice with the multitudes. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard this, they tore their clothes and ran in among the multitude, crying out and saying, Men, why are you doing these things? We also are men with the same nature as you and preach to you that you should turn from these useless, turn from these useless things to the living God who made the heaven the earth, the sea, and all things that are in them, who in bygone generations allowed all nations to walk in their own ways. Nevertheless, 
He did not leave himself without witness in that he did good, gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. And with these sayings, they could scarcely restrain the multitude from sacrificing to them. Then Jews from Antioch and Iconium came there, and having persuaded the multitudes, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. However, when the disciples gathered around him, he rose up and went into the city, and the next day he departed with Barnabas and Derbe. And when they had preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples, they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith, and saying, We must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. So when they had appointed elders in every church and prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord in whom they had believed. And after they had passed through Pisidia, they came to Pamphylia. Now when they had preached the word in Perga, they went down to Italia. From there they sailed to Antioch, where they had been commend, where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work which they had completed. Now when they had come and gathered the church together, they reported all that God had done with them and that he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. So they stayed there a long time with the disciples. Acts chapter 15. And certain men came down from Judea and taught the brethren, unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. Therefore, therefore when Paul, excuse me, therefore when Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and dispute with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain others of them should go up to Jerusalem to the apostles and elders about this question. So being sent on their way by the church, they passed through Phoenicia and Samaria, describing the conversion of the Gentiles, and they caused great joy to all the brethren. And when they had come to Jerusalem, they were received by the church and the apostles and the elders, and they reported all things that God had done with them. But some of the but some of the sect of the Pharisees who believed who believed, excuse me, but some of the sect of the Pharisees who believed rose up saying, It is necessary to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. Now the apostles and elders came together to consider this matter. And when there had been much dispute, Peter rose up and said to them, Men and brethren, you know that a good while ago God chose among us that by mouth the Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and believe. Verses 1 through 7, Acts chapter 15. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we've been reading through the word of God. And as course, as usual, our ongoing encouragement to you is that if you do not already have the habit of reading at least three chapters in your Bible every day, we would encourage you to make it your goal to begin this very important spiritual discipline, spiritual habit for you and your life. 
Thank you, Father, for every person listening today. Thank you for your hand of grace upon each and every one of them. Anoint them, minds, ears, heart, and understanding of every single person listening. And anoint each one of us all afresh with the spirit that would cause us to have a growing hunger for your word and a growing hunger to spend more time in your word daily. And stir us to do just that, to commit ourselves and to become very faithful in reading and meditating on your word much every single day. And thank you for the blessings that follow that wonderful habit. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. As we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you are listening today and you've never made the eternally the eternally important decision of inviting Jesus Christ to come into your heart to become the Lord and Savior of your life, I would encourage you to make that step today. If you'd like to be saved and receive Christ, then would you simply from your heart pray this prayer with us even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so, so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all of our sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess. Lord, I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, by faith, I repent of all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Dear Lord, you said in your word, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, we're calling on your name. Lord, save us, fill us with your spirit, help us to live for you our entire lives. In Jesus' name we do pray, amen. Well, if you pray that prayer, we're very much wanting to connect with you. Once again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We definitely would like to share with you some literature and resources that will begin to help to disciple you, to help you to grow up and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Please get in touch with us. We definitely want to be in touch with you. Again, joseph at afr.net. We hope to hear from you again, joseph at afr.net. Also, keep in mind, if you'd like to get copies of either of the articles we shared earlier today as well, Praying Daily for Your Spouse or What If God Wrote a Book? If you'd like to get a copy of either one of those, again, the two titles, Praying Daily for Your Spouse and number two, What If God Wrote a Book? Same email, simply email us joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We hope to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.